0: What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Basics with KR. And this is not going to follow our traditional sort of, uh, you know, the journey from a newbie to uh, a trader kind of thing that we typically follow. But the reason why I wanted to record this particular episode is because of all of these current events happening. Uh, It sort of made me wonder that a lot of people, including some of my friends who are just starting their investing journey and uh, some are even starting their trading journey, must be wondering that these are some very difficult times that we are faced with and it really becomes more important when you talk about it from a financial point of view. So, the question which is on every single person's mind is is this a bottom yet and are we going to see a recovery and uh, this episode is hopefully going to answer that it's going to also answer some other questions which are related to this one so if you're wondering about stuff like how you could trade in markets like these or if these are the right kind of markets for beginners then make sure that you listen to the episode in its entirety Uh, Because, again, I've made sure to pack a lot of uh, really important things, important according to me, as someone who has dealt with this market since the start. Uh, So, I hope that this is helpful for you. And uh, let's get started. So, because this is a basics with KR episode, technically, I wanted to make sure that we are on the same page about what is considered as a bottom and uh, if this is the first time you are hearing this particular word, then it essentially means that the it is, it is the point where the markets are at their lowest. So if you've been, uh, you know, following the recent trends and the recent happenings of the financial markets, you would know that the major indices and the major stocks, well, pretty much all of the stocks except for two. And you know those two if you've been listening to the daily episodes. But pretty much every stock except for those two stocks has really Seen a terrible depreciation in its value and we've seen some stocks going down by 60% uh, You know from I think two months ago to now some stocks have done worse some have Performed reasonably some have also made 52 week highs and all-time highs, but those are the exceptions so the bottom here would be when they have reached their lowest point and that is where you know people really start to understand that hey all right this is a good pick a good pick at this price and let's buy and as a result that buying sort of increases and that is where you know uh the price of the security turns up so it could be an index it could be a stock it could be whatever but it's it's basically uh, where that trough is formed, and from where the price actually starts going up again, so that is the bottom, and that is the bottom that we'll be talking about through this entire episode. so make sure that you are familiar about that and uh let's 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 move on now. So the next question you may have on your mind is why does it matter if this is a bottom or not? I mean if your view is long term then it is kind of obvious isn't it that the prices will go up so to answer that question of yours now it is important to understand of the markets like any other market so I've always been a big fan of using a very day-to-day objects as examples for you know this market so let's let's just say that we are going to Uh, shop on amazon all right so let's let's say that we want to uh buy uh let's let's say we want to buy phones or let's say we want to buy computers or laptops whatever you fancy so we go on amazon and we are looking for whatever we want to buy let's say it's a laptop so we're looking for a laptop and we see a lot of them of course some of them are in you know available for a reasonable discount but it's not really uh, the kind of price where you could justify the amount that you're paying and such. So you think that all right, you know, I'll probably just wait it out because uh, the the Amazon Indian Shopping Fest or whatever is is uh, right around the corner. So you wait till that happens and you see the price of your favorite laptop drop by around twenty percent. So that's a great thing, right? You're saving a solid twenty percent of the MRP and you buy that now what would happen what would your uh, emotions be like if that same laptop 2 weeks later is available for 50% off you would obviously think that holy shit i missed out on a killer deal and you would pretty much disregard the fact that the deal you already got was already pretty amazing for what it is but then you'll just think that man i could have gotten such a better deal on it so that is precisely why it's so important that we are in uh, that you know you should you should really uh, make sure that you are at a bottom or not and that is why the entire question of whether this is a bottom or not becomes important so effectively we can just substitute your laptop with any stock let's say reliance or let's say hindustan unilever or let's say another very well known stock which is hdfc bank so Let's say that you've been fancying buying Reliance for a long time and you see it right now trading at a solid 500 rupees or so below its uh, all-time high, possibly even more, I think much more. So you think that, you know, this is actually a good deal, I'm getting like 40% off on it, but you never really know in these kind of conditions... Whether a few days later or a few weeks later, that 40% off might become 60% off or might become 80% off. And unlike a laptop where you expect it to depreciate in value, these stocks you would obviously buy to appreciate in value. So the issue really becomes even more important and even more serious. So that is precisely why it's so important to understand whether we are in a bottom or not. And that is why buying, uh, you know, while we are still approaching a bottom can uh, can be a pretty nerve-wracking process because, uh, you know, a few, few days to a few weeks later, you might see your, uh, you know, your your stock holdings and you'll be like, holy shit, you know, I thought I was buying it at a good level, but turns out it's just 20-30% down or whatever from my buy price. And of course, that is an entirely different thing to digest, which obviously comes with time, but then this is Precisely why it's important to make sure that we are in a bottom. So now that we know that let's actually talk about if this is a bottom So to understand if this is a bottom or not, we really need to sort of dial things back a little bit and understand why the markets fell down in the first place so Technically speaking sure it was more of a cyclical correction But then this kind of a fall does not happen for no reason and of course the reason is as we all know it the coronavirus pandemic that's happened and it has had a tectonic shift in pretty much every single aspect of life and retail and business. So that is the reason why we are seeing you know stock prices falling and the index prices falling and what people are touting as what is worse than the 2008 recession. So that that is that is the problem that we are faced with now whether uh you know whether this is a bottom or not depends on obviously the biggest factor being is 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 there any scope further for the prices to fall and that can only really be answered by one question can things really get worse from here and think about it for a second just think about the situations that we are faced with not just with the markets because the markets are more reactionary in this case dial it you know take take things back a little bit think about the global scenario right now because sentiments will come from there think about our indian scenario because again sentiments will come from there so right now we are seeing our numbers our coronavirus patient numbers being around 3300 3500 In that ballpark so I think by the time you would actually listen to this it would be around 3500 so that is a number which was in the three digit ones not too long ago last week we were seeing some very very solid uh, you know numbers we saw it being very well controlled and then of course things started spiraling out of control but then that has always been the trend that coronavirus has followed so if we look at the global, uh, you know, the global indicators based on these coronavirus patients and such, we find that it obviously follows an exponential curve. So this is right where we are experiencing that exponential part just happening. So the worse is technically yet to come. And I don't say that as a pessimist. I just say that as someone who's just looked at these graphs. So unless... measures are enough to really curtail the growth, we are going to see an increase in patients and an even higher increase in patients and an even higher increase in patients as time passes. So that really answers our very first question that we had. Can things get worse? And the answer to that is, well, they very much can because we really don't know if the lockdown will be extended or not. We really don't know if there needs to be an extended lockdown or not. All we know is that right now, things are a little bit vague and that, that little sort of glimmer of positivity and optimism which is there is slowly fading away with every new case which is discovered. So that has a direct impact. On what people feel about the market and what people feel about the businesses that run in the market because of course if this continues to happen airlines take a big hit travel agencies take a big hit you know retail takes a big hit you talk about uh, entertainment companies they take a big hit you talk about most imaginable sectors they take a massive hit there is a lot of uh, chatter about you know oil prices and such. And if you've been following oil prices, they've been extremely volatile. And what is the you know debate that's going on right now is you know you're talking about the supply side of oil. Like sure, you know, the uh, Saudi is pumping in extra barrels. You're talking about the storage side of oil, where uh, Saudi is running out of space to store oil, so they're just trying to sell it and get rid of it. But one of the main factors which is really hindering the oil prices according to this article or rather op-ed that i read was the fact is there is no consumption there is not enough consumption happening for there to actually be a significant demand so when the demand goes down of course the laws of economics dictate that the price is supposed to fall down as well so you know what we are seeing right now is a classic sort of economist thing that's happening and as a result it's it it makes things that much more complex because think about it the trucks that normally uh, you know carried your amazon random items continuing in the laptop example let's say you have bought a laptop that might have possibly got stuck in transit because a lot of logistic companies are you know scaling back operations and we've obviously got the airlines which are no longer Flying their aircrafts and such, and those are really, uh, you know, the sectors and the industries where oil is used the most. And as a result, their entire demand has pretty much dropped to zero, or it's become, you know, frac a fraction of what it was earlier. As a result, people just don't want to buy the oil, and as a result. You know, Saudi has run out of storage space and they're, they're trying to reduce the price of oil and then Trump jumps in and tries to uh, sort of pump the price back up. So all of those things are happening and that's a different ball game entirely. But the point which is really, really important to take away from that is the consumption part. Right now, uh, you know, there there is obviously a lot of unsold inventory in a lot of companies. But, you know, let's say that uh, we're talking about some some company which, which let's say, sells banking services because it can be as easy as banking. They rely a lot on term deposits and recurring deposits and, you know, all of those things. I think it's called uh, DTL or something. Uh, DTL is deferred Tax Liability. I forgot the name. But uh, basically the term deposits and all of those things and loans is where they really make their money and such because that is that is their entire business now when people can't physically go to banks you can't expect a lot of people to take loans you can't expect a lot of people to deposit money additionally even if the loan infrastructure exists online why would someone take a loan right now it's you know car dealerships are pretty much shot and when they do open You know, they'll just have so much of unsold inventory, it'll be pretty crazy. They'll first have to sort out all of those things. And even when all that does happen, why would someone get into, you know, that kind of a commitment right now? You know, a lot of people have been laid off their jobs and such. So consumption has taken a massive hit. And that is possibly one of the most important reasons why we are seeing, uh, you know, such a steady fall. In these prices which is justified because uh, you know these a lot of these factors do change the fundamentals of a company a lot because when we're talking about all these fixed overheads and such the companies might not have enough cash to pay their employees and pay their bills and such and as a result they might default so that aspect comes into the picture another aspect that comes into the picture is the revenue part which of course if they are not earning enough they really can't sustain in business at the same time, we have got the sort of, uh, you know, uh, argument which says that, I mean, sure, this is a temporary correction, if you will, you know, this is not going to carry on for the long future, you know, 10 years down the line, this will have an impact, but the, but the business is not inherently going to change that much. Firstly, we really don't know if that is the case or not, but just for, for argument's sake, that is definitely a point. So, has got to be that sort of balance of where people feel that okay for the risk that i am getting into this price is justified and add to that you've got to factor in the fact that you know things can get worse from here we can really see more layoffs happening and such and as a result we may just see stock prices going down even further so that Is something which is possibly the most important aspect of all of this of course there are hundreds of other variables which one needs to consider but these are some of the very main ones some of the ones which are directly related to your investments and to your market so that is you know one of the factors that I am considering when I'm talking about whether it's a bottom or not and coming to that question I personally can't say if it's a bottom or not. I I doubt that it's a bottom. I feel that there is still some leeway to go possibly a, a retest of the previous lows that Nifty has made. But if, if you are not aware of that, that's fine. You know, all I'm saying is that there is still some chance to go down and test those levels where it was previously at. And there is a chance that it goes further as well. Right now, all of the moves that we are seeing are very, very unprecedented, and this is a term which has been used so many times in the past, uh, in the past few weeks that it's crazy. But these times are so odd and they are so, you know, unique that even to use the term black swan is is too normal for these. So as a result, I personally don't feel that. Anyone can say very accurately whether this is a bottom or not which which really makes kind of the point of this entire episode you know moot on 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 the face of it but let let me let me assure you that that is not the case i've I've made sure to include things which are uh you know which are useful despite this vague piece of uh you know information or a conclusion that we have so uh you know to summarize. I personally don't know if this is a bottom, and I, I I really doubt anyone can say with absolute certainty that a bottom has been made. In fact, a few uh, days ago, last week itself, we saw some very strong moves from the market. We saw some very positive uh, movements by certain stocks, and a lot of people, including a few institutional investors, you know, the people who play in hundreds of crores and such, were telling me, not telling me directly because. I'm not that big yet, but, you know, I was hearing chatter of them saying that oh, this is this is doing good. The market is possibly trying to rise up. This is a good time to buy. But then we all know what happened towards the end of the week. Things really did fall flat very, very quickly. So it's it's very hard even for them to see what is happening, which which basically means that anything can happen at this point. And it is really like, uh, you know, just blind betting at this point if you're if you're sort of saying that this side is right or that side is right so that's my take on that now let's move to uh you know some other topics uh in the, in the related to this which will hopefully give you some added benefit on how you can actually make the most of what we are faced with so that answered the next question which is there on everyone's mind is that should i buy at this point everyone is wondering whether this is a good price to buy whether you know you really are getting these stocks at a discount or if there is scope for them to go down further now this this is something that we pretty much talked about in in one of the previous examples that i gave that if if this is something that you are faced with think of it like you know a laptop you know if you're if you're getting a laptop for 20 25% off would you be comfortable if next week it is selling for 50% off it's an extreme example but this is possibly the best way to think of it because you never really know if you are if you are a long term player and if you can, if you have that patience that's a different thing but apart from that you really never know which is the best price to get into so if you are comfortable at this level you can buy a little bit i i won't say that just buy you know whatever you can buy Uh, buy like completely exhaust your cash reserves and just buy every single thing uh, that you can because that was going to be a very foolish move not just because of the liquidity issues but also because you know it's it's not the right time to get all in just quite yet so my answer to that is uh, wait a little bit just just if you want buy-in tranches like the SIPs that a lot of us do You could possibly set aside a certain amount where it's, you know, you're buying to the tune of 500 or 1000 or 5000 or 10,000 or 1 lakh or whatever your amount is. You can buy, let's say, 10 in 10 tranches of of 1 lakh or 1000 or 500 or whatever your budget is, you could possibly buy in tranches that way you are sort of averaging it out. In, in you know very theoretical terms it's called dollar cost averaging if you want me to get in the theory aspects of it but I really don't uh, think that's that important. What you need to know is that effectively it'll help you give you an average of whatever the prices are during this time. Because if today the the, the laptop is trading at 25% off, you buy one today. If next week it's trading at 50% off, you buy one next week. If the week after that it's trading at, you know, cost, then you buy one at that time. Once you average it all out, you're, 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 you're at a very fair rate. Essentially, that is what it means. And that's possibly one of the safest ways to look at it. Of course, you can stagger the amounts of, you know, your, your purchase depending on a ton of other factors, but then that's something which is slightly more advanced and more suited towards, you know. People who actually know what they're doing rather than people who are just starting out. No offense, of course. But, you know, this is the time where I feel these SIP type transactions might help. Of course, you might see an initial loss on it, but then you really have to have that longer term horizon when you're talking about buying in such a market. And of course, if you want to take the safest way out, wait for the worst to happen And once you see the market turning up a little bit, you could possibly get into it at that time, whether that's tomorrow, whether that's not literally tomorrow, but whether that's tomorrow, whether that's next week or whether that's a month from now, whether that's six months from now, whenever you feel that, all right, you know, the worst has happened. I I can possibly get into the markets right now. That is when you will most be convinced because that is where you are most comfortable at. So those are two ways I feel you could adopt if you want to buy in these markets, of course, these are not investment suggestions or recommendations by any uh, means because I'm legally not allowed uh, to do so. I, I don't have the certifications, NSE registrations and such to do that. But this is just some some piece of information I thought I would share with you based on my experience so far. So the next question, let's move on. Okay, so next question I want to answer here is: Is this a good time for a beginner to get into the markets, whether it's as an investor, whether it's as a trader? So my view, or whether it's as an analyst, because of course you can you can be either of those, or you can be all of those. So my view on this is largely the same for all three, but it varies slightly. So. If you are an investor, if you want to be an investor in this kind of a market where, you know, you buy a few good stocks and then you hold on to them and rebalance your portfolio at, you know, after a few years or one year or whatever the, uh, you know, appropriate timeline for you is, if that is your goal, it's possibly the best time for you. Because as I said, you are getting these stocks at a discount. Inherently, the companies and their business models are fairly proven tried and tested it's just these unprecedented events that we're faced with which has caused a bit of this issue so it's it's a good time to get into you know stocks which are fundamentally strong and because we will be seeing the earnings coming out soon um, you know we'll, we'll get a better idea of which company has performed the strongest despite you know literally the worst that could happen the planet so if you're an investor it's a good time definitely but then the previous answer uh, the previous you know discussion that we had becomes more relevant to you now if you want to enter this kind of market as a trader then again it's it's a very good market because you can you can sort of make out where things are going to go because largely they are very bearish so all things considered, sure, it's a good market. But then if you want to be a trader, then hopefully you've been listening to my you know, regular episodes and daily episodes where you would have heard me talk about uh, pretty endlessly the extreme volatility and the crazy mispricing that is happening. And this is not the kind of market which is going to be very kind and very forgiving to you. It's not going to be very easy at all and you are going to lose a metric ton of money if you want to trade in such markets it 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 does not mean that you should not it just means that you're going to have to be that much more careful and uh, you know if you want to be a trader that that's the hard truth for that you you really cannot uh, just expect everything to go perfectly a lot of people have seen decent results, sure, but then these are not the kind of markets where you can go in as a beginner and make an absolute killing. uh Short sure might happen as a fluke, but then sustainably that happening is the chances are very skim. So if you're a trader, be extremely careful. I won't discourage you from entering, but you re- you will really need to cut your capital tight so that you don't wipe your entire savings out in one go. So. If you are, uh, you know, if you are planning planning to be more of an analyst, where you just analyze the markets and then you post your views and readings online, or you recommend where things are going to go uh, to other people, for you this is possibly the most important market. And if you have not been a part of it since uh, Jan Feb, then quite honestly, you have missed out on what could have been the perfect once-in-a-lifetime moment for you Uh, but that is not to say that you know this is not the right time Uh, this is definitely a good time as as that you know very cliched japanese or chinese proverb goes that the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago the second best time is now so you know uh, if you've already passed that time now the best thing you can do is just get into it right now and try to analyze try to observe what is happening pull up a few charts and if you are wanting to be more of an analyst then of course you would have that theoretical background you can look at uh future you can look at spot and you, look, you can look at the option uh, prices and you can sort of draw conclusions and draw uh, your observations from there for added confusion i say confusion because it really hasn't been working that well you could use the black skulls model if you want and just analyze the ideal option prices the theoretical option prices to uh the actual ones and uh you know let me warn you they are going to be wildly different so uh, that's an additional thing you can do and all of these are going to be invaluable to you after a few years when things stabilize and when we possibly see another bull run happening that is really when you will understand the power of these experiences that you have today. So I think for the investors and for the analysts, this is the perfect market. And for the traders, it really depends on trader to trader. You know, you can you can be an extremely uh, confident trader who has a lot of conviction and has a lot of capital, you might be able to do well. If you are a trader who is neither of those or just one of those or are really starting out, don't have that much of confidence in you, then these are going to be extremely ruthless markets for you, to put it very bluntly. So uh, that's my take on it. Now let's answer the million dollar question quite literally. All right, so that million dollar question that uh, you know everyone wants the answer to is, how can i make money in this market and this is really not too relevant for you if you are an analyst because that is not going to be your primary goal but then ultimately we all want that it's 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 a very uh, obvious thing no need to hide it or no need to really beat around the bush any market any player any who's in the markets is looking for a return on it so Right now is is a very odd time in the market because if you're a trader, as I said, it becomes very hard for you to get into very profitable trades because the risk reward ratios and such have been skewed very poorly. And uh, you'd know this if you've been listening to the daily episodes, by the way. Uh, If you are an investor, then of course, uh, 40-50% of your portfolio, realistically speaking, could have been evaporated and eroded away it is entirely likely it sucks but that's just how things go if you are an analyst then most of your technical tools or your fundamental tools or your projections or you know whichever indicator you use will be thrown in the trash no offense to anyone again that's just how these things are going so that that begs the question how really can you make money in this market and the answer really is one thing or two things, if you think about it, and that is, you either look at intraday trading, or you look at swing trading. Ideally, the shorter duration, the better it is going to be, and this is something which not a lot of people recommend, and it is certainly something I'm not recommending, or I'm not saying that you should do this, but I'm just saying that this is what I do, and this is what you could possibly look at. So... The reason why I speak about intraday like this is because it is where, you know, intuitively and logically speaking, you have the least risk. And the thing is least risk in such markets is around, uh, you know, whatever. It could be lower circuit, but then that is, that's just it. That is where things will stop most probably. So in this kind of a market, your least risk is possibly going to be In these intraday trades because that is when you can really control and you can fine-tune your trades and such when we talk about btst where you where you buy today and sell tomorrow when we talk about swing trading where you buy today or you sell today and then you end up squaring off that position a few days or a few weeks later all of those things have that additional risk of what will happen overnight, what will happen over the course of the weekend, over the course of the week, and so on. So that is the kind of risk you really don't want. And that is why it becomes you know unnecessarily risky. So quite possibly uh you know the most ideal way to earn a return in this market is by doing a lot of intraday. Max, what you could do is you know. Uh, buy today or sell today and, you know, cover that position tomorrow, that is possibly the max that I would, uh, you know, recommend going, but that is, again, stretching it in very rare scenarios. Does that actually make sense in these days? Uh, That's what I'd recommend. And if these things do not make sense to you, trust me, you do not even want to bother with them. If you end up Googling it, you will be stuck in that rabbit hole and then you'll you'll just forever feel that the finance in line in general is going to be very confusing because that is just how these things work. Trust me, it is not, it is not that hard at all. It's just that y- you possibly aren't just acquainted to these terms and such, which is why you might find them intimidating. So if that's you, don't bother with this for you what what matters is that the market is down you will get good stocks at a discount cash is going to be king and that is why make sure that you do not spend it too frivolously and that brings me on to the next part of how you can make money in this market and for that you need to understand that your cash is going to be your king your capital is going to be your god essentially because if you have cash in this market, trust me, you have everything you need. And another good way to make money in this market is to just not do anything. Because right now, if you end up trading or if you do a lot of intraday and such, you might end up incurring some losses. And that is that is going to be very unintuitive for you to make money because that money can instead be used in investing or you know, whichever avenue of investment you're comfortable with and that makes the entire point of intraday trading kind of you know uh, null and void for you because that is not where you will be earning money so the answer to this is also like any other good answer it depends because if you are someone who is acquainted to intraday or you know trading in general intraday scalping is possibly w- what is uh, you know the most uh, ideal way to go about things right now but if you're someone who isn't really comfortable with that, then it's best to just hold on or invest in tranches. So that is my take on how you can earn money in these markets. And that is also it for this episode. Again, I'm recording this at 1 a.m. I've got my favorite drink in my hand. It's it's a nice lemon soda. I just love that. So I just thought, you know, might as well record this video because it's been such a long time since I've done something like this. And... You know, this is, this is a very important topic that I feel a lot of us need to understand, especially those of us who are new to the markets and who are feeling the uh, the, the brunt of the equity market just this time. So I thought that I, I'd just uh, record this quick little one and I can assure you this isn't really that quick. It's taken possibly the better part of 40 minutes at this point. But then I just hope that this was helpful and informative, even if it was in the slightest bit, and I hope you took something away from this one, I hope it really does help you, and with that, that's it for this one, see you in the next episode later today, because it's technically the 6th of April, and uh, yeah, see you in the next one, happy investing, happy trading, happy getting that money.